When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Today, Zach Kalman is back. He's finally back. Uh, hey! He's big time now, has a new new podcast he's been working on. You're killing me with this. Like, <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to lead in with that, too. Oh, you should have known that's what I was going to do. That's fair. That's fair. I, I've, I've done enough shows with you. I really should expect that at this point. You tell <laughs> so. me not to start with Jay Cutler, and by God, I'll start with Jay Cutler. <sighs> Yeah, I, I gave you that bait. I gave you that bait. That's fair. It's what I do, That's but then I won't bring it up for a while. I'll bring it up at the end, and it all circles back. <laughs> but he's back. Uh, what's your new podcast that you guys started, US, USFL? Yeah. yeah, the USFL podcast. Uh, if you haven't heard yet, uh, the USFL is returning in a new form this April, playing all games in Birmingham, Alabama at their hub city. And me and a good buddy of mine over at uh, Pro Football Newsroom, Stefan Raychuk, a.k.a. The Ref, who runs that site, we said, you know what, let's put our collective talents together or just cover just the league. So we've been uh, doing that now. It's going on uh, episode 
five this coming week and it's been killing it like people i've if any of you watch that and are listening into this as well uh you guys rock so uh thank you our first month was really kick ass i'm looking forward to the next few months ahead so uh yeah i, I that's what he's that's what steve's referring to um <laughs> that's, that's how i was talking about it all shout out to, i wasn't talking about tom abraham all. from uh, 97 <laughs> 7 the end zone, <laughs> over in huntsville alabama like seriously that those are fun appearances on the radio didn't think i'd get those opportunities either but you know here i am yeah you put that on twitter and i saw it was espn i was like oh oh well it, no matter what it is i know espn radios aren't like they're big you know like i know espn chicago's huge sure uh, but I was like, that's a big step because that's that's one of the only podcasts for that, the USFL, I think. It's one of the only things. And then I see like Colin Coward trying to sneak his way in with the herd of like, we'll announce this all of a sudden. Oh, they, yeah, that's what's funny with that because like uh, – so for those not in the know, Fox owns the league. Like they're they're the sole ones running it essentially. Um, well, mostly sole ones. They own the majority of it is what I'm trying to say. And so – what better way to show off all the stuff for that league than make Colin Coward, who is one of their top three programs on their Fox Sports radio station, do it for each time. <laughs> so that is exactly what they're doing. Like, here's the thing. Not only is he going to be doing that, but he's already been saying on his shows, like once the NFL season's done, he's transitioning to USFL football, as well as like MLB baseball, basketball talk. So, uh, yeah. It's going to be part of his show as long as the league's around. Kind of it, crazy. I, I, it's just funny that they picked his show. But I mean, would you want the, would you want undisputed having Shannon and uh, Skip Bayless go at each other's throats over the USFL? I was going to say there's not a lot, a lot to pick from. You know, you don't mm -hmm. want Skip and Shannon doing it. You don't want God. You don't want Nick Wright doing it. Everybody knows. Oh that yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I can't stand Nick Wright, but. I have to put that in every every single podcast I do. I have to say I hate I hate him. That's why I rooted for the Chiefs or against the Chiefs. That's one of the <laughs> nice. three reasons. But he was the big one. Uh, maybe you guys will end up on Colin Coward's show. Maybe maybe he'll know. Hey, you know what? Possibilities I think are endless. I would love, I would love to get an opportunity with someone that's in that scene at least. You know, be like, oh my god, I just met like a top radio personality. Even though I know. Like for example, like Colin Coward, and some of his some comments in the past he's made have been, you know, iffy. Ain't gonna lie, but to be able to say, "Hey, I got to interact with somebody in that level," you know, yeah, yeah, be kind of neat. And Coward's done. Coward hasn't made anything to where it's like you met him. Why the hell did you meet him? You know, in my eyes, at least, uh, could be wrong, but everything I've read hasn't been to that level. So, yeah, I mean, I. I'm in waves with Colin. There's times I'm a fan of his. He'll post stuff that are just hit it out of the ballpark takes. And then there's times where he says something. I'll go, why did you just say that? And then it just goes back yes. down. I was that way with Skip or, Bayless for a long time. Now it's mm -hmm. just always bad. Now it's like I, sure. I can't do it no more. <laughs> Somehow the uh, qualities that people were iffy on already when he was with ESPN, they decided to double down on them when he went to Fox. And he's just never let go. Skip since. Bayless has... That cannot be him all the time. But I think now, especially when he was at ESPN, but I think he's formed, like this is his final form when he's at Fox. Like this is actually, like he's just churned into that. You know? I have reached my ultimate form. That's exactly what he is. He's like, this is, 
Because Fox, they just kind of let them go. ESPN, he was pulled back. Now they're just like, just go. Like, now he has his own podcast, too. Like, now he that's does, coming out. You know, I shouldn't be even... Why am I even sounding surprised? Like, if you're any media personality in sports that has some either some show or talks just enough on your subject like you're bound to have a podcast anymore it's like they're just the quintessential extra portion of your content you know right adam Schefter, skip ba- skip bayless i mean all these other all these guys that people look up to for sports takes or comments of course they're gonna have a show why why am i even making it assume that that's a shock that is not shocking to me it should that was dumb of me to react that way <laughs> i think i was more shocked that it took a while for him to get one because it was they first turned undisputed into a podcast it gets released on you know as a podcast mm-hmm. and then shannon sharp had his and i was like okay and then i was more shocked that skip bayless didn't have one i'm like well i have one so he should have one right you know it's, might as well get somebody talking <laughs> frantically on the dallas cowboys every day right or tom <laughs> Bright or about what we're getting so before we get into i don't want to say the name so we're going to have nfl USFL and then XFL also. Yeah. Um, so the way that's going to work is uh, the XFL is coming in 2023. So by 2023, if say the, if the USFL does get through its first year, fine. And it's ready to churn up the marketing and go a second year. And they're saying that the best case scenario is that second year, those teams moved to their cities that they want to go to, which I might as well list those off. Um, you have two divisions, North Division. You got the Michigan Panthers, Pittsburgh Maulers, New Jersey Generals, and Philadelphia Stars. Southern Division, you have the Houston Gamblers, Birmingham Stallions, New Orleans Breakers, and Tampa Bay Bandits. In theory, best case scenario, they all go to their markets. The XFL would then come in and would be in all their markets. Difference is, is that you'd have the NFL playing till essentially the tail end of early February now mm-hmm. that it's the extended season the XFL would play a week after it would start its first week similar deal it did in 2020 the week after Super Bowl you jump right into XFL football the USFL would instead not play in February through April it would play essentially or February through like maybe early May it would play essentially through April through early July like it's doing right now so the schedule right now is April 16th through July 3rd which the July 3rd is a championship game. So the the concept, and then if you add in, like, say, you like Canadian football, you have all your football. Like, you are essentially locked in. You will never not have a game on because Canadian football goes all the way through the NFL season. So if you, for example, liked all those leagues, the dream is a reality come 2023. So what you're saying is now we have to make a Canadian football podcast as well is what we're going with. I, I'm look, I, I dipped into it last year. I mean, I, I love my, I love my buddies over, over, uh, Trevor and Ken over a bleacher connection. I love those dudes. And, you know, I, I dipped my toes in last year as my first year doing it <laughs> anymore, Steve, like, and you know, this from experience, it's all about time, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you like my, uh, like belly up sports, like you and I are in, like, I, I'm trying to run our new radio program burns radio, that is an insane amount of dedication to put in for that right now. Um, I don't mean to just say that's, you know, like I'm not trying to praise myself here. I'm just telling you that, you know, between that USFL podcast, 
Inside the Walls, which is an arena one I do. And then I barely do Grand Gallery right now. Um, I wish I had time to do Canadian one because I like the CFL. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> part my fault, part, you know, other stuff. I mean, that, that's, that's all I'm going to leave it at. I don't want to go too much farther <laughs> there. Um, an O-line coach I've kind of become friends with. He's the uh, <clears throat> O-line coach at Ohio University, uh, Coach Rudolph. He used to coach in Canada. He coached there for a couple of years. Oh, cool. Um, just a what, selfless what was his? What was his... Uh, I mean, I might as well be curious. What was what's his department like position? Oh, offensive line. Oh, nice, nice. So okay. he saw, he has courses out on certain run plays, and he shows still shows film from that time that he was in Canada. Um, but then he had to come back to the United States. He goes, well, they just make more money in America, so he's like, I have to. Right. He had to come back, and was he at Arkansas State? Maybe when he came back, I don't remember. And then got up to Ohio University. He'll be back sure. on the podcast. We've been texting back and forth. Signing days this week, and then he'll come back. Um, That'll be great. Yeah. He's always a great guy. Uh, but that mm-hmm. was a s- shameless plug there. For, he hates being plugged on things, so I do it. I do it anyway. <laughs> so just just a little extra. Might, might as well. <laughs> what I do to him, what I do to you. So when he comes on, there's a thing called Coach Tube, and you mm-hmm. can sell courses. Well, he has some on there. So when he comes on, he's been on twice. Every time he comes on, I'm like, oh, guys, make sure you check out this. And he goes, why? Like he, he's like, no, you don't have to tell anybody. Like just find him, Mister Teacher Man. There, so I can just. So what you're saying is, there's money in here. Canadian football podcast and XFL podcast here in a year. That's what's going to happen. You, you know, like I said, if if I'm able to do it, I love talk. I just love football in general, man. That that's all I'm going to put it. Like the sport itself, its flavors, its different varieties. I just love the sport period. I mean, like I said, I mean, we, I mean, mentioned like much, if any, uh, right now of arena football and indoor football, which, you know, you want to talk about like kooky and different compared to what the outdoor game is. And, you know, if I told people like go investigate what this stuff is and try it out, I, I praise it just as much as the outdoor game because it's at its core, it's still an amazing sport. The strategy is yeah. still there. You know, the te- the team camaraderie is still there. You know, those are those are two of the best elements of the foot of the world of football that make it to me the greatest sport in this world, without a doubt. And I'll argue anyone till my death. You know, I know soccer has a following that's you could argue is much more massive. It, it mostly it is actually much more massive globally. But I will tell you, it's not the best sport in the world. I don't think it is. But you know, everyone can have their opinion, and I'll gladly talk about that opinion on that. Arena football is awesome. It's awesome. I remember being a kid, and they had that PlayStation 2 game. Yes. It was awesome. And then the little town by me, they had one for like a year, like an indoor hmm. team. And it's really? awesome because okay. you can throw it off the wall. It can be caught. Like, you have to strategic. Like it's, and it's a smaller space. And you want to talk about that full-speed run up into the line. Like, and it's crazy all the different rules. Like XFL has different rules. NFL, I'm sure USFL is gonna have different rules. Yeah, Canadian football, um, you have 12 guys on the field. Like, I know, 12 guys. You got at least you can have all all the men in motion if you want to the line. Um, I mean the the rouge alone that you know one point possession plays on special teams if you can't get it out of the end zone for those returns. I mean, a lot of a lot of different stuff. You know the goalposts at the front. 
of the of the goal of the end zone, you know? Which to many people, that's the first thing you get is when you see that, you go, whoa, this is like old school. And it's like, well, they haven't really changed that rule much, and the end zones are indeed a lot deeper. <laughs> you know, there's a lot more room to play with thank, in there if you wanted. Thank God they weren't like that. When I played, I would have hurt myself. And I'm not even oh, a touchdown God. score. I somehow would have ran into that sucker. <laughs> I was an offensive lineman. I'm sure I would have. What did you That's say? The... Bam. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I've asked I've asked a receiver before that I've had on my on Gridiron Gallery a while back. Uh, Antoine Grant, I'll plug him here. Um, really good arena receiver, too. Um, you know, he was with the uh, Rough Riders. And, you know, I asked him, like, hey, so do you ever just worry about hitting the pole? And he's like, yeah, you don't really have time to do that. But, I mean, it is there. <laughs> it's so, it's in the like, back of my mind. It's like, okay, yeah, that, I get it. But, like, I don't want to just be domed by a metal pole running a slant route, you know. Probably more a probably more like a deep cross, honestly, is what would happen instead of, like, the slant. The slant would be too quick. Like, you'd have that ball instantly. You wouldn't have enough time to hit that pole. A deep cross or maybe, like, a... Maybe like a kind of a sluggo, you know, mm-hmm. I could see that happening. You know, one of those two easily get your domed rocked. Yeah, I no, <laughs> no. All right. So now that we established, I have a list here. I put down at your big time. We've accomplished that. And then we've, we've got a lot of podcast ideas that we can talk about. Because if you do XFL, maybe you get The Rock on. See, now we're thinking. Now so, we're I, thinking. I, oh, my God. <laughs> I, look, I'll say this, too. Love, love The Rock, but I'll, I'll tell you, man. Every Anytime the XFL is brought up, you have to be like, the, everyone's like, The Rock, The Rock, The Rock. I'm like, yeah, he's cool. <laughs> well, I, 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 like, I like The Rock, but like, I'm also like, this guy's cool, but like the football. That's cooler to me. <laughs> well, I think he. I think they're working with Canadian football for something. So something's in the works. Yeah. They, well, they were. They uh, they were talking back uh, back this spring. They had talked about possibly finding some sort of partnership. Okay. And they went their separate ways. The CFL did play its season after uh, canceling 2020s, whereas uh, the XFL delayed a year. But. The talk is that they left the door open for if something in the future were to happen, they could go and have a chat. But right now, they're not really talking. Because so. The Rock played Canadian football, so that's kind of yeah, kind of why. Because he started uh, his only time he played was with the uh, Stampeders, and that was he was essentially one season got cut, and that's how he pivoted to wrestling. Was he his dad already had the background? He just kind of got back into the scene, and that's all she wrote. <laughs> the story kind of accelerates from there, honestly. Also, the seven bucks in his pocket story comes from yeah. the uh, him being cut from the CFL. Yeah, fast forward, he's billions and billions of dollars richer, like just right. And now owning part of a league that is kind of in the same space as what the CFL is, you know, the alternative to the NFL universe type of deal. Buys a thirty-two million dollar skull of a dinosaur. That's fine, right? <laughs> because he can. Because he can just write a check for 32 million dollars it's fine it's the it's the i'm i don't know what to do with this money money <laughs> like you ever heard of fu money that's real fu money that, of, that is definitely fu money <laughs> you can name a t-rex head and put it in a manning cast stream you have fu money 
must be nice. It it must be pretty nice. You know, <clears throat> you, you know, you know, it's also nice. Um, it's, it's nice to have, it's nice to uh, have an early retirement as well. If you get what I'm hinting at. Yeah. Well, I just realized there's two, one congrats to big Ben on yep. retiring and I feel bad for him because the next retirement overshadows his yeah, retirement. We, we, yeah, we ain't talking about Big Ben anymore. We, we knew that was coming for a year plus. <laughs> We've been waiting for this for two years. Two years ago, it should have happened. Yeah. You know, he pushed the limits of maybe I should play and eat chicken wings every day and not take care of my body. It's it's whatever. <laughs> the best joke was, yeah, I do that Tom Brady diet. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Gotta pull up. Gotta pull out my phone and check a picture again. Nah, this ain't this ain't matching up. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ben. I'm just being honest here. It ain't but matching up. Congrats to him. The Steelers won't be the same. They have to get a new quarterback. I know a quarterback that's available that could go there. And uh, but then Tom Brady retired. Uh, now, before we get to the retirement part, when, when was it reported? Saturday. I think it was Saturday. They reported it. That. Yeah, it was. Uh, I believe. I believe it actually. I think it was just before. That. Uh, yeah, it had. It was just before the. Um, yeah, it was just. It was just for championship games. I'm not crazy. So was it Saturday or Sunday? I don't remember. Uh, darn it! It was one of those days. Sometime this it was weekend. Saturday. I'm gonna drive myself crazy. Adam, yeah, all I know is Adam Schefter reported it. Yeah, well, she- yeah, Schefter and Jeff Darlington, who uh, is very much in Brady's camp. That's the that was like the big addition to that was because Darlington was kind of coming from the mouth of someone that talks to some talks to the man himself directly. So you, if you didn't, if you had doubts, then you know that was to reaffirm that you know this is a pretty good source according to them, although it. Brady Sr. and you know the man himself wouldn't tell you otherwise. Well, that's where I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, he's retiring. And then Sunday night or whatever, Tom Brady's dad come out and had that piece. This is why I have trust issues when you see this, and then it's just apparently wrong. Because mm-hmm. they made a good point. I think it was, maybe it was Pat McAfee or somebody, they said... If you listen to him on his podcast last week, the stuff he was talking about, like being with his family and his kids, it kind of sounded like he was going to retire. Like that's just what it came down to was he was going to retire. And then when that was reported, you think he would have came out right away and said, no, it took a while. And I believe it was last night. He said that he'll do it his way or it's, you know, he has to think about it. It's going to take it day by day. And then all of a sudden today it says he's you know retired and I think I retweeted it and I said are you sure like are we positive here that that he's actually then I saw the Instagram post and he's retired so no more Tom Brady uh, maybe the greatest quarterback we've ever seen ever statistic wise I mean maybe or definitely because I mean. I think there's a lot of cases to say that you can put a definite stamp on there. Yeah, I, I get in debates. You know? I, I think I think he is the greatest quarterback. But then people get in debates of, well, athleticism and this and that. And I'm like, but you got to look at the numbers. You got to look at the Super Bowls. Right. I've already seen people say that 
Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback because of his athleticism. Have you seen – so I, I don't want to jump the gun. I got an argument about Jimmy G, and we can talk about that later. I've gotten – Well, Jim, Jeff Garcia apparently did too. <laughs> so. I got wrapped up into that because okay. I, called, I called her out too, but not for reasons that other people – I called out everybody. I said – we can get to that later, but anyway. So I'm looking. We looked up the top quarterbacks. They have like Justin Herbert at number two or three. So that's how I know this list is BS. Like that guy is not up there. Like he's above Tom Brady. He's above whatever. So that's the argument people get into. But yes, I think he's definitely the greatest quarterback of all time. Put him in the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Don't wait the five years or whatever. Put him in tomorrow. I mean, yeah, it's it's like the Manning treatment where, like, he's done, and you know he's going to get there, but now it's just, like, the technicality of, like, was he really there yet? You know, we got to wait the five years to get there, and, you know, it's going to be – it's going to be just as short as Manning's. Like, it'll be, like, somewhere between, like, 10 to 12 seconds going around the horn and then slap a HOF sticker on that. Well, well, Peyton Manning, too, should have just put him in the next day. It, well, oh, yeah, I mean – if you if we wanted to yeah if we want to talk like that and say bypass the technicalities of the hall, okay yeah they're players like that Manning you're right you know if it took twelve seconds for a, a roundtable panel to vote in pretty sure they'd be okay if the year after he retires to just go yeah you're in who who cares how did we, it take we twelve know where you're going. I'm surprised it took twelve seconds <laughs> yeah Tom Brady's gonna take just, like four I would just talk to everyone beforehand be like look don't even bother just. Tell the guys you walk in that we're voting Manning, and then he can just put it on there. No seconds, maybe yeah. half. Just if text you me. To do that delay. Just text me that he's going in, and it's fine. <laughs> um, but he's gone. Uh, I do want to say my Illinois final line. I beat Tom Brady when he played for Michigan, so I want to throw yeah. that out there. Mm. He has not beaten Illinois. I want to throw that out there. Anyway, that's a that's a shame. Um. <laughs> I did not like how it was handled because I think Adam Schefter is the best. Him and Ian Rappaport, I think, are the best NFL guys, especially on social media. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down... The likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. But this was a disaster. Like if... I know a guy close to Tom Brady, you probably got it from. But you think if you're Adam Schefter, you would somehow call Tom Brady or his agent and be like, look, I have this story. I have to tell people. I won't be able to sleep at night if I don't tell people. Is this true? Do you want me to wait till a certain day? And I'm not saying he didn't do that. 
But then, like, to say he's retired, and then the next day we have to be told he's not retired. Like, what a debacle of a story for the NFL. I really think it just became... It's kind of the um, break. It's kind of like the insider shtick versus what Ma- what Brady's known for. Brady is, in, especially in recent years, you know, post Deflate Gate, for sure. It's his control of the narrative. Th- this guy knows he is a level of star that you don't need to bother with people doing your, the storytelling for you. He can do it himself. That, mm-hmm. That's kind of how it is. So, of course. If he didn't get his chance to put out that notice and then let Schefter and Rappaport pick it up, you know, and he watched them slam, especially Schefter and and Darlington co-working this, slam that story down, odds are that's the typical mentality he's had in recent years where it's like, yeah, I ain't going to admit that until I make it my own. So, you know, him delaying a few days, that instantly screams like, okay, he definitely wasn't wanting them to do it for him. So this is him playing it out, giving it a little more days time to make it in my eyes seem like he thought about it. I think that that report was accurate and that he was going to retire. The signs are on the wall. It's just that because they jumped the gun and it was to get the story out, they felt it was confident enough. And Tom didn't put his own thing out yet. That's sure enough. You have Brady and his dad and, you know, even licked licked over there, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who he told directly he wasn't fully ready to say something yet, they all come out and go, well, there's nothing official from Brady, which if I were to make a guess, and again, knowing how Tom Brady has been, yeah, he's probably the guy that's going to want to say it first. So anyone trying to stick it to him early and tell his own story for him, of course he'd push back on it. Of course he he didn't get his chance to say anything, so he's going to delay it. And that's why it made it look like a mess. Honestly, as much as maybe Schefter, Darrington, or Rappaport were correct, they kind of should eat crow because they should have expected this, in my opinion. Brady probably was going to do this all along if he didn't give him his chance to tell his own narrative. Right, because, like you said, the past couple years, even when he was going to Tampa Bay, remember the commercial where it was supposed to show, like we all thought, oh, he's going somewhere. And it really Mm -hmm. was. It was a commercial for something completely different. He knows what he's doing. And like listening to other podcasts today and last night, it seemed like this was forced. You know what I mean? Like he was probably going to retire. We all knew the writings on the wall. He made a comment about how he's not injured. He brought up Kobe Bryant saying, you know, we can't play forever. Look at him, you know, and you never know. He was going to. We all knew it. I also think he wanted to make a video because you look at Big Ben made a video. I'm sure Tom Brady wanted to do something. And then, like, now we're come down to, oh, I'll call ESPN and confirm it. Then I'll put up a writing on Instagram. Like, I don't think that's how he wanted to do it. And, like, I I just – who was the other guy with Adam Schefter that reported it? Uh, uh, Jeff Darlington. He's probably fired from Tom Brady's group because that, cause if, he, <laughs> if he's a part of that and he let it get out there for some reason, he's fired. Like, he'll never be around Tom Brady again because that, surely that pissed him off. Surely that just. Could could have been much, much better. Again, for a guy that, with this magnitude of a career, you just kind of back off until they get to say something. You know, B- Big Ben, okay, what a, what a, whatever. He definitely had a legendary career, but 
this is a guy that I don't think is like a Brady, like control maniac type of dude. So he was probably okay with that is mm-hmm. what happened. Brady. Yeah. You should have seen that writing on the wall. You've covered like guys like Schefter and Rappaport have covered the league enough to know that this was bound to happen. Right. So this is one that's like, you should have known to steer clear even because you have that knowledge you let the big man speak first before you put that out. You can even wait. Like, if you see it, the second you see it, you know damn well you're going to post it anyway. Why not just wait for the guy? You know, if you're that confident, just wait it out. You know? Yeah. You jump the gun like that. Or, you know, like, I just don't know why they wouldn't call somebody. Like, Adam Sheffer has access to call his agent, call somebody, and just be like, this is what I got. What do we think? And if Tom Brady said, hey, I So then Tom Brady has the decision to be like, not lie and just say, I don't know. Yeah. Because maybe he That's honestly do doesn't. Then. That's all you can do then. It's either you go Favre and you make everyone look, I mean, you can make everyone look stupid. And honestly, I think he wouldn't have mind doing that. But again, as we look at Tom's life, you know, he's mentioned this in, you know, as you're talking his own podcast, that he's got kids getting into his teens, you know, kind of life is starting to, and I'm, this is my analysis, not his not what he's his words or anything. So don't take that for me on his life. It's his life, but his life is beginning to, even though you're playing till you're 44 and at the top of your game, your life does kind of start passing you by a little bit at some degree. So eventually as much as you can keep playing, you know, fall months and all that and missing out on a big chunk of your life that you get to have with your family, you know, and you're not going to be uncomfortable because your wife makes a ton of more money than you do from what I understand. (laughs) Yes. Maybe it is fine. And you're already like, what else do you need to prove is my, is the other thing, you know, 44 years old. You were, you are a front runner for the MVP right now. You have seven. So yes, you have seven championships on your, on your belt, right. For yourself. You've gone to 10 plus Super Bowls in your lifetime. What, what else, what else got to show me, man? Really nothing. Well, you got 10 Super Bowls. You got nothing else to show people. Like, you have records. You have the acclaim. I'm the guy that says that, you know, the other argument for me used to be Joe Montana was the greatest to ever play the game. It's hard to argue that anymore. You know, who else? There's no one else you can really compare in terms of accolades, in terms of memories, heroic moments, legendary status of the game than Tom Brady. As much as you can hate the man, which I I definitely have had my moments in my life that I have disliked watching the man get another stretch run to the playoffs. You have to respect the hell out of the guy that has the work ethic and the consistent success after being drafted in the seventh round in his in his time as a player. You know, we all forget he is kind of the ultimate underdog story in terms of how he got his rise to fame. It's mainly because the guy's been so good for so long. He's been so good for so long when he wasn't supposed to. He got that starting job for the Patriots and never, ever gave it up. Uh, And he kind of proved he didn't need the greatest coach of all time to go win another Super Bowl. Even though he had a good coach in Bruce Arians, he just kind of proved, hey, I can go do it. And another thing is that he is not injured. So he can walk away from this saying, like, as far as I know, I don't have any head issues. I don't have any other things going on like some players do. I can walk away from this. 
Right. His last throw ever is a touchdown to Evans. Like, that's his last throw. I think he can live with that. Like, I, I, yeah. I, th- I think you're fine. Going out with in that way, it's not a whimper. This ain't Dan Marino getting shellacked by Jacksonville. You know, this is a man that went out with dignity and got beat by a quarterback that is also looking to finally cement his legacy. You know, and a team that has a ton of stars that they bought. And, as well. and he knew it would be tough to come back and try to win a Super Bowl and then retire. You know, very, 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 very few people can do that. I know Peyton Manning did it, but he had the best defense in the league help him do it. So that's kind of why Peyton Manning was like pushing that year to try to win a Super Bowl. So I think he's fine to retire, you know, and I wouldn't, I, but I think the big, the reason why it's such a big story is because Big Ben, we knew he, he's re- declined. He's not who he was. Tom Brady looked the same. He looked, Mm -hmm. he does what he does. Now this year he was sometimes hit or miss, but that whole team was hit or miss. So it was nothing to look at. You know, they had injuries. They didn't play well. You know, they almost won. I mean, they could have, they could be in the Super Bowl right now if they, you know, hold that Rams team from scoring a wide open pass, which I don't know how Cup got so wide open. Very good question. (laughs) One of the best defenses in the NFL, and you just let them, whoop, get down the field makes no sense but no more tom brady maybe i'll finally read the book on tom brady and bill belichick i haven't done it yet maybe now is the time to crack it open um yeah i keep i keep getting told man in the arena is something worth watching and i kind of resist because i'll admit i'm resisting because i'm like do i need another thing that tells me how great the guy is i don't you know but i've had i've had enough friends that say just watch the damn thing it's a good football doc on a bunch of stuff that you didn't know about behind the curtain so i just gotta sit down you know another piece of medium i'll be like f it let's watch this just get it over with you know yeah i just don't want to pay for espn plus to get it yeah because a lot of these espn yeah. people are are just pissing me off they're just you can get a canadian you can get cfl games that way <sighs> now i have to get it see now <laughs> now look what we've done I'm, I'm serious man you you pay that that six or seven bucks a month and every Friday through Sunday, for the most part, some CFL games going to be playing on there, most likely. At least a few of them. Not all of them, but most of the, about half of them a week play on there. Well, if I want to make that podcast or continue to talk about it, I'm going to have to get it now. <laughs> I'll remind you. We'll, t- we'll be talking more through the offseason, so you, I'll keep you posted. Damn it. <laughs> um. <laughs> So outside of that, other things have happened in the NFL. Some things I won't touch. You guys can touch later on. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to wait to see more about what happens. It's been a day. That's all I'm going to leave it on. It's been it, a day. It's been a day. And I know if I talk about it right now, I'll say the wrong thing. And we're not going to go down that road, you know, by accident. Right. Um, Super Bowl set Rams versus uh, the Bengals. You know, if someone would have been on the Bengals going into the Super Bowl, probably pretty happy. Um, I think oh, I right. think I think Joe Burrow heard everybody talk about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes saying like, "Oh, these two are the new Tom Brady and Peyton Manning." And Joe Burrow's like, "Hold on, wait a second. I'm pretty good. <laughs> like, what about me?" Um, the, the Chiefs just collapsed to get to the Super Bowl. They, that. Anybody that watched that game in the second half, I'm watching it and I'm like, Patrick Mahomes looks like a different quarterback. He's stiffening up. He's not. He's not making the right throw. Um, 
they defended it like an air raid team. They dropped everybody in coverage, and they just said, screw it. We're going to drop everybody in coverage. If Patrick Mahomes runs, he runs. And we know on offense we can score. Um, but congrats to the cheapest owner in the NFL and the Bengals. They don't even have an indoor facility to practice in. And we got the biggest snowstorm of all time coming through. They're not going to be able to practice. They're going to have to be in the snow. Mm-hmm. But uh, congrats Stro- to the Bengals. And- yeah, I mean, still atrocious, though. Um, how, how do you do two games in a year against the same opponent with the exact same result? Like, timeline-wise, of the contest happens, where – you get a massive for you get a somewhat massive first half lead. You know, twenty-one to three is pretty pretty significant. You know, and and back at the back late in the year, we we the week seventeen mark, I want to say, uh, when the Chiefs played the Bengals, <laughs> same deal. They got up to a double-digit lead first half, looking like they were going to be coasting. Somehow, some way, Cincinnati did the exact same thing. They shut them down second half. Offense comes alive. Except this time they go to overtime, and even add on a cherry on top, they they somehow lose the coin toss and become the second team in postseason history to win by not winning the coin toss in overtime. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey. Not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Teams were 10-1 and one if they win the coin toss. They're now 10-2. and two. Well, I because called, of the scrappy young team. I called for the overtime rules to change after that Bills game. And so then when it was happening again and the Chiefs got the ball, I was like, yep, see, you got to change the rules. They're going to march down and score a touchdown. We're all going to be mad that Joe Burrow can't come out and have an opportunity to try to match it. I'm going to freak out. But then I, I called it. I said, he's going to throw an interception. Throws an interception. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how... In the NFL, you play a team just a couple weeks ago, come in, and you – where it started was you're up 21-3, and then they were up 21-10. You're on like the f- the three on fourth fourth down, and Andy Reid goes, we're going to go for it. And they get stopped, and they can't get a field goal, and that's kind of where it started. Was it Kelsey that said it one day on your guys' show? I can never remember. I said something about the Bengals. I commented about the Bengals having confidence, and he said it was a certain confidence of like, don't they know they're supposed to lose? They're the Bengals. Right. They're not it, supposed to be doing this. Yeah, young, scrappy team going against the norm, saying that we aren't supposed to be here. I mean, I even I even talked about it last, this past sat, uh, Sunday for fourth and four. You know, I, oh, And I said it even after they won. I thought this team was a year early. 
like yeah. getting to this point. I'm like, they're year early. They're way they should not. They never were considered to be here. They were 125 to one odds Vegas wise preseason before anyone to get to the Super Bowl in the first place. So most people thought they weren't going to be here, and I don't think anyone saw them getting. I don't think anyone saw them getting the division division championship, and even beyond that, like the hoops you have to jump through in an AFC that has so many power players in it. And the fact that the dominoes fall the right way and you somehow are able to best the chiefs in their own stadium, you know, a team that is basically looking like it's the next Patriots for the AFC where it has that all pro talent. Now credit those contracts, you know, and things like that kick in later. I know there's stuff that's in the pipeline that'll affect that. I digress. There's a lot of good talent and still coaching there no matter what. The fact you come in, you have a young roster, you do this, you stop Patrick Mahomes, you make him have, from what I saw, a 1.4 QBR second half. Oh, my God. Yes, this man had a 1.4. The MVP-winning, Super Bowl-winning Patrick Mahomes, the guy who can throw any pass, it seems, in some randomest of places, had a 1.4 QBR against this young roster. Zach Taylor, of all people, the guy who was on the hot seat in some people's eyes going into this year. And here they are, Super Bowl bound to take on really a complete opposite in terms of viewpoint. Because if you look at the NFC, people had maybe, I think, for Super Bowl bound teams, I think really the only two I heard the most were Packers, Rams. Just because Mm -hmm. the Rams bought so much in, and even midseason did the we're all in. And here they are, completely different philosophy. Bengals are a build through the draft, build through young talent team. They did it the way that a, a GM like a Chris Ballard like salivates over, you know, little cap that you spend on as much as possible. They did. I mean, credit Trey Hendrickson, a lot of money. I get that, but little big impact purchases as possibly can. You have your futures invested. You did it. What people in those scenes call the right way. And then you have the Rams bring in, the QB that brings you over the top, bring in an extra running back. Even though Akers is down, you booster, you bolster that backfield, bring in a veteran pass rusher and Von Miller. You already had Jalen Ramsey. You're basically throwing all your first round picks to the wind and saying short term. That's our goal. Super bowl. That's our goal. Hosting the second straight super bowl home game back to back years. They get to have the second one. That's our goal. Making the NFL have its time in the sun and have people to shut the hell up because those because of course those that dislike the Rams for moving, which I sympathize with you, mm-hmm. they wanted to say, suck it. We're getting to play in our own stadium. That's what they get to have. So completely different philosophies. Even the even big city, small city. Yeah. You've two completely different teams and how they were built coming in. You know? And the, and the thing is, everyone feels good about it for different reasons. For Rams fans, Detroit fans are backing him. Why? Matthew Stafford, like one of the good guys in the NFL who's been waiting to get his time in the sun. For yeah. the Bengals, a team that's been just mired in garbage and finally gets its time <laughs> to say, you know what, I'm sticking a middle finger up and my young swagger will carry me. It's beautiful. It's, a, it's one of the ideal scenarios for a Super Bowl that's for like everybody that wants to watch the Super Bowl. Well, a piece of Detroit's in the Super Bowl. I think Detroit fans are rooting for Matthew Stafford. So you have all of Detroit rooting for them. Yeah, the Rams are like, we're going to do this now. What first-round draft picks? What are you talking about? We don't need those. 
And I just want to point out, the Bears beat the Bengals, so the Bears are better than the Bengals. If we had some competent coaching, maybe we could have made the Super Bowl. Just saying. I think they're... They they could have... One kicker, and you think about it, where they go. I know that's pretty simplistic for 2018, but let's just look back. One kicker. You know, the man that ended the Packers run this year that just didn't get his bag of money. One kicker. Yep. Now, does, that, does that fix the problems later on the line? No, but I'm just telling you, for that year, maybe the one kicker does save everything. I'm just being honest. Yeah, maybe the one guy <laughs> that can make field goals would have sent us to the Super Bowl. Robbie Gold wouldn't have doinked it. He would have. Oh, that's hurtful. That hurts so. That hurts the soul so much. You should have just right. kept the kicker. But yes, they're on. They're on and upwards. Uh, they beat my Jimmy G in 49ers. That was a hard game for me because I love Matthew Stafford. And I kind of wanted him to go to the Super Bowl. But then it's Jimmy G who went to school with, helped out spring ball with in football. Yeah. And then all the hate he got. I had to come out and defend publicly, and who cares who what I say? I'm a small time podcaster, like way down here. Like you and the rest of them are up here, and I'm down here, and I have to listen to ESPN people talk about uh, Jimmy G. Me, me and the rest up there. That that <laughs> you still kill me. I swear. I told you when we okay. get. I start the show with it, and then as we get going, it's going to come back around. I told you that's how it works. All right. Um. I'll I'll bite into this conversation. I I'm with you where I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo as this god awful trash no choice. Um, I see it as I see Jimmy Garoppolo as a Alex Smith that takes more risks. Yeah, I I, I straight up said it on mine because my podcast is all about me ranting. That, that's just what it is. Um, I said he's not in a he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's just what it yeah. is, and people can argue whatever. Um, yeah, he didn't play that great against the Packers. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. There was one game, I think two years ago, he threw six passes, and they won. And to see the post from ESPN saying he is the type of he, – he's the kid in a group project that does nothing and gets the A. And so what they're doing is they're taking one or two games and saying, look, he doesn't throw a touchdown pass, and they won the game. My thing with that is – He's not going to lose you the game either. And then he did that thing in the end of the game where he flipped it out. But guess what? It hit the guy in the hands, and then it popped up. Now, should he have done that? No, he was trying too hard. He played really good. I thought he played really good up until like six, seven minutes left in the game. Like Then it just kind of fell apart. But he's Mm -hmm. 33-14, and I think, as a starter. He's won a lot of playoff games. He's gotten to the Super Bowl. He has some Super Bowl rings backing up Tom Brady. He was 2-0 starting with the Patriots before he got hurt. When he was hurt for the 49ers, they were 4-12. Then he comes back the next year, and they win games, gets hurt hurt again. They lose. This year, he tore something in his throwing thumb, hurt his ankle, hurt his knee, and he said, screw it, I'm going to play. And it was the Bears game. That Bears game, he played yeah. really, really well. Oh, he did. He torched him. He torched him. Him and Debo Samuel. I, I still am haunted by that that contest. So that's why I don't understand the ESPN thing. And I don't want to, you know, we got to talk about the Bears. It's been a long podcast. We haven't gotten to the whole topic yet. And this is my fault. So we'll get there. But that's my whole thing was, 
I listen to these people that get paid millions of dollars to be on the network. And I won't go as far as Jeff Garcia or, or them or whatever. I mean, it's whatever. I'm going to get in trouble either way. YouTube will flag it somehow, someway. My only sure. argument was they judge him on a game or two, and then they say he's not a good quarterback. He's whatever. No, he's not. No, he's not. Like, you can't tell me, like, as a – let's say a Bears fan. Let's say we didn't have Justin Fields or anything. Would we take Jimmy G? In a heartbeat, we would take Jimmy G. Like, if that was if, it. If, if you – if I had to take a choice between him and Andy Dalton – I would probably still go with Jimmy G over Dalton. Yeah. Like, and, and I know that that, I know some people be like, well, what, what about the risk? It's like, and Dalton doesn't have some turnover ten, contingencies in the last few years. You know, I mean, I, the risks are there. The thing is, it's about the upside at that point. And I think that you have Garoppolo slightly upsiding on Andy Dalton here. If that was the case, and that, that's just in this scenario, like obviously Justin Fields, you know, that's sitting there. Trey, Trey Lance, I mean, the reason why they did that is they just they're taking a taking basically a play out of the book of either the Chiefs or even going back to freaking Jim Harbaugh with San Francisco, where it's like, you know, young QB waiting in the wing, maybe he's not ready. We we kind of give him some chances, we make him learn behind the scenes. And then we get him going, you know, next year. You know, that's I mean, it, it more aligns with Alex Smith's role rather than, of course, like Alex Smith back with San Francisco. You know, that was just more of a guy who had a boost and was ready to go. This is more of like Mahomes where it's like, okay, you have all the intangibles supposedly, but like, do you know the game and its speed now? And as we saw this year, guy has flashes, isn't fully ready. The hope is you get a whole season now under his belt of watching and learning. And Garoppolo seems like he's been very much a good team player about this scenario. That's what next year's for. So they're kind of sitting here waiting for that jump, you know, the Smith to Mahomes jump, or even really like say, uh, Oh, what's another good comparison here. Um, this like, yeah, like really like Stafford, like golf to Stafford, you know, good team around him. We need that piece to be better. Right. So that's what you're hoping he elevates to. I kind of like I was I was trying to think of another comparison. Kind of like Dak Prescott and Tony Romo. They they drafted Dak Prescott and people can say what they want. I think Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. I mean, he puts up good numbers. Does he make dumb decisions? Yes, yes he does. But again, it's hard to draft a Tom Brady. It's hard to draft a Peyton Manning. It's hard to draft a Luck Jim and Patrick Mahomes cuz who knew he was going to do that? Trust me, we know. We know this. We, we know, know it so well. We know it's this so for being obvious. We know this for being Bears fans. You're not going to do that. You're not going to draft a, a Russell Wilson and think that he's going to do exactly that. Jimmy G is just that quarterback that if you put him on a team, they're going to be above average, and he'll do good things for you. So this this thing of that he's a bad quarterback. Record speak for itself, and then the argu- then the argument becomes, well, look at the team around him. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
trainer. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Look at the team around Peyton Manning. Look at the team around... Mm-hmm. Like you could. So I'm not going to go too deep in that, but these are... So I have to listen to these. It's just ESPN people. Not saying they don't know anything. They have to study football. They have to understand it. But when you make dumb takes like that you're gonna have to hear it from people because that is a dumb take but then they want to complain it's easier easier to rag than defend you know like you're going with the flow at that point because there's a lot of people that do just go straight into that jimmy garoppolo's garbage so it's easy to just jump on the pile (laughs) it's easier to do that than start peeling off the pile you know less resistance that way I also think we live in a world of numbers, which are great to have conversations with. I think a lot of these analysts have fallen in love with, well, he didn't throw for 300 and some yards. He didn't throw for this many yards, so he's not that good. He could throw for 85 yards and they win a game, but did he throw four interceptions? No. Like this last game, he had like 250 yards passing, two touchdowns and an interception. And the interception came at the very end when he was just trying too hard. And he'll probably be the first to tell you, I did, I did too much. I mm-hmm. didn't do this. I didn't do that. Well, you can even – I mean, that even comes into, like, I think adjustments in general. You know, they – you look at how that game ended. The, 49, the the Rams basically said, you know what, screw this run game. You know, start beating us in the past. You know, we're not going to open up that opportunity. We know what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that, I think that falls in line with Kyle Shanahan, which one of his – one of his curses as a play caller or as a coach has been, how do I adjust to a mid-game scenario like this mm-hmm. in a big, like in a big moment? You know, I think that's defined his legacy so far. He's had three moments now like this in his career. Twenty, obviously, twenty sixteen. We can all go all the way back and remember that that moment, of course, with Atlanta. Then talk about twenty nineteen, well, 2020, 2019 season. You have a 10-point lead on the Chiefs, and uh, magically that, poof, into the wind. Same thing here, 17-7. You're in You're in gear. Things are going your way. Poof, into the wind. No adjustments made. The legacy right now of Kyle Shanahan is no adjustments. Guys play hard, but the man doesn't learn what needs to change when the time is dire. Mm-hmm. Good it's coach. It's becoming that way. Good coach, good offensive mind. I think sometimes he just arts, outsmarts himself. I think he's like this is maybe the like a Kirby Smart effect. You yes, know? overthinks it. Yes, up until this year, and then it just yeah, up finally... until this year. Yes, because that's another thing I heard before we get to the Bears, which is what this whole podcast was for, and I screwed it up. See, I'm rusty. <laughs> See what happened? Um, that's why I'm down here on podcast. That's why I'm down here. People said he was a garbage coach right after the game too, and that's why I can't stand it. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's Man. A, He's in the NFC championship game. Um, or like when he came out and said that he loves, he came out and said, you know, I love Jimmy G. He didn't say if he was if Jimmy G was going to stay or go. He just said, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Then you got Stephen A. Smith coming on saying that Kyle Shanahan just lied to the whole world saying that he loves Jimmy G. You don't know that. 
you're just yeah. digging for things now to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think the last time you came on here, we complained about analysts too. Some the, the, of these guys. This isn't like a Jared Goff, Sean McVay scenario where like that was becoming <laughs> bitter at the end of the year. These guys, I mean, they've played, they've had a good three-year run. At least I'm not counting 2018 because, I mean, it's a throwaway year. You know, Garoppolo tears his ACL, he's out. But like past three years when Garoppolo's been healthy, they've had a good run, you know? And he's not There's nothing the, wrong there. He's not trying to know? hit on the head coach's wife or girlfriend like Jared Goff. <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> He better not do that in Detroit because that head coach up there uh, might pick him up and break him. Oh, Dan, Dan Campbell will kick his ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> At least in my opinion, I, I could see Dan Campbell being like, excuse me? <laughs> well, that, that contract does not matter anymore, I can see. Um, I will gladly leave the city if you let me. <laughs> I'm already packed up. Can I just... Can I just... Is it okay if I go? I already, I already have a... I already got a flight to Pasadena set up. If you can just let me like leave, that'd be great. <laughs> and then we'll move on to the f- topic of this whole podcast. Just a lot of things have happened. A lot of things have happened. Uh, the Bears finally hired a GM, which I was glad because we. I'm sure you were keeping up with it like I was. It looked like yeah. they were going to hire a head coach first. And I said, I swear on everything if they hire a head coach first. That's like Miami hiring a head coach before an athletic director. Like it. You don't do that. No. Um, then they hire Ryan Poles, who I thought was a good hire. You know, the GM hires I'm not an expert on because these are people, no offense to them, that you just don't hear about as much as coaches or players. And I tried to research it. I know his name was on an original list mm-hmm. because he was a free agent player for the Bears. He was on their practice squad, an offensive lineman, which is we need an old offensive lineman up in there calling the shots. But good a guy story. good story. Guy from Kansas City that's been a part of building that those players up, making deals, getting them, evaluating. I think that was a good GM hire to pull him from Kansas City. And he addressed in his press conference how the offensive line needs to be looked at for the Bears. And I'm like, yes, there's a guy that gets Thank it. Thank you. A oh guy- my God. I I am expecting we don't have borrowed time players or quick patch jobs ever. Like, I, I think if you come out with a statement like that in your opening press conference and you say that, like, you cannot come next, you cannot start your legacy by going, eh, free agent market. Or this next draft better be loaded in the back end past first round where you're seeing lineman, lineman, maybe, I don't know, secondary option, lineman, lineman. You know, it, it better be loaded. Get some young talent in there or something like that. Or if you're going to go free agency, I don't mind if you spend top dollar to get someone that is on that market. Like, it's okay. Get one of the good guys. You know, don't go after an aging veteran, you know, that has been that has seen a good time, but obviously needs to be, you know, enjoying his life outside of football. Yeah, like, is all I'm saying. Oh, we need a left tackle. Let me sign a 39 year old to to fix this. Like, yeah, did still did good things, but why? Why are you hiring signing a 39 year old to be on? But anyway, name recognition, team recognition. <laughs> that's what that's what Jerry Angela said when Orlando Pace came by. Name recognition. <laughs> at least that's how I looked at it back at the time. I. I digress. All, all I'm saying is that's a great start. I like the energy from Ryan Poles. You know, first time GM, of course. 
but I like the story. I like that he has been with one successful program essentially his entire career. And if you don't learn the ins and outs at that point on what works and how to mentally think, I don't know what to say. I mean, I first timers. Okay. Sure. Whatever. You know, you got, you're taking a bit of a gamble, but quality program you came from in Kansas city, as much as they just, of course, lost the AFC championship game track record shows they can draft and they know their guys. So you hope you know how to assemble a good scouting staff that's able to check out and scout talent across the country like you did back then with KC. So that's a big thing there. Yeah, you know, Get some young talent that consistently hits, not just the late rounders that hit and then the first rounders are duds most of the time. Give me good like whole draft classes. Don't give me sporadic pieces, okay? Yeah, cause- And invest in linemen. Because you and I talked, and I said you gotta get rid of everybody. Scouty, scouts, because they've done a horrible job. You know, they've they've made some home runs. They did a horrible job. So have a guy come in that's been a part of a NFL organization. They they hit a home run on Patrick Mahomes. They looked at Hill. They were able to make a move for Kelsey. Their offensive line is why they lost the Super Bowl last year. They revamped that, and the offensive line had played a lot better this year. Yes, so it did. He, so he's able to see that. And then, then I think it's a good thing. Well, first of all, I was, at first I was shocked because I was like, oh, we're hiring another guy from Kansas City. The last time that happened, it didn't go too well. You well, know, okay. But okay. but I said, you know, that was my first reaction. But then once you actually look at him, I was like, okay, I'm okay with this hire. Um, and then Andy Reid comes out and has this big high praise for him, like saying the Chicago Bears hit a home run with this guy. And I don't remember Andy Reid being quite like that with Matt Nagy, but – that to get the Andy Reid stamp of approval and then other people all around the league saying, yes, this is a good thing for the Bears. And then I love the energy of, we're going to take the NFC North and never give it back. Like, he mm-hmm. wants this so bad. And that's just an offensive lineman thinking. So home run with that. Now, the head, now his first hire was the head coach. When this happened, I think it was the next day, Sean Payton steps down from the New Orleans Saints. And I was mm-hmm. on a madman on Twitter. I said, get this done. Get this done. Get this done. Bring that man home. I live in the same town now that he grew up in. Bring him back. <laughs> Not Kevin James, Sean Payton. I want Sean Payton. Correct. No no, uh, no large doppelgangers anywhere to be found, please. Now, he can come and do comedy. That's all good and well. But we don't need him coaching the football team. I was pushing for him, and I was pushing for uh, – uh, who else was I pushing for? I think that was really yeah. – I was like, we need Sean Payton. We need an offensive-minded guy that's really going to come in and show how to win. Um, Floors, I thought, would have been a good hire. I thought that was going to be a good one. But then we get another Matt. We have another Ryan and Matt situation here. I don't understand how that worked out, by the way. How do you, How do you happen – to get those to work out correct. What, what was what was Bill Polian thinking? <laughs> the names were right, just not the person behind the name. <laughs> uh, but then we get uh, Matt Eberflus. Did I say his name right? Eberflus, Eberflus. I believe it's, it's one of the two. I need to go listen to so Pat McAfee because he would know. He's a Colts guy. It's harder to say than Nagy. Or fire him, like Matt, fire him. Like we're so used to just firing him. 
So we hired the Colts defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus. This one, I don't know. I have no idea. People are saying it's a good hire. People are saying that, you know, his press conference was okay, like he's going to push in the right direction. I was, I was, no offense to him. I hope he does a good job, obviously. There's two things. One, we're doing our old cycle. We hire a head coach that's a defensive guy, then, the net, then they get rid of him. We'll hire an offensive yep. guy. Then when that's done, we go back to a defensive guy. You know, we went from Fox to Nagy. Now we're to this. That's about well, it. Isn't that, isn't that what stuck out the most? Is just like people were expecting, you know, if we're going to make a, a team around Justin Fields, if Justin Fields is the essential building block to what will finally propel Chicago to stop being a once every five or six years type of team that – it's going to be an offensive guy. And as soon as that came across, like it didn't even matter. Like Matt Aberflus, when he said it was coordinator of the Colts, I'm like, okay, great. You know, he's done a quality job with Indianapolis. Okay. But that was like two, that was like 10 seconds of my time going, all right, not bad. Because as soon as that happened, I went, all right, who's the OC? Because mm-hmm. I defensively, you're just adopting, a, for the most part, a top 10 defense. Okay. You're going to, you're going to get that right now, you know? Robert Quinn, unless he has an off year next year, you know, your hope, your bank is that Mac is healthier. You saw you need just to have some revamps in certain positions, but overall it's a top 10 unit. So that, that pickup doesn't matter to me because those defensive principles are easily going to get passed on to whoever's calling those plays or he's calling the plays. I don't know what it is. Who's the OC, you know, that's the big deal. And they did hire the OC, a QB coach from green Bay of all places. Funny enough, I mean, talk about the irony in that. <laughs> well, they should have brought the quarterback from the Packers too. I think we would have been. Well, I mean that that's still very much up for debate. But I mean, Luke Luke Getzey is going to hopefully bring that magic from over there. Well, and you... maybe we can curse the Packers with a hire. Well, I also think Aaron Rodgers is going to leave, but that's just well, that does help. But you know. Minnesota's still there, in my opinion. And then Jordan Love, we don't even know, you know, full season is all we got to wait for. That's my deal. <laughs> but, yeah, I was I was with you. We hire Eberflus, and I'm like, okay, we have a defensive guy. Now what? Like right. like you said, who, defense wasn't our huge issue on this team. Yes, did right. they make there, mistakes? There's yeah. bits, but it's not the main thing that's losing games. Right. Like, wh- where in the past couple years have we struggled? offensive line and the whole offense in general correct so now you hire a defensive guy great i know defensive guys do well bill belichick does well nick saban does well pete carroll does well so sometimes it works out but the track record proves to me that the bears don't know what to do when they hire a defensive-minded coach so cool that way cool you got a defensive guy now now what then you hire the quarterback coach from the packers i said okay now you've got my interest. You know, now you've peaked it. He he's learned a lot up there. He can bring some of those things to Justin Fields and say, "This is what Aaron Rodgers works on. This is what they do. This is what we did on offense." And bring that in. Cool. That's great. Now what? Sure. Now what? Here, here's my only thing I got to add on to that, and and this is me watching the Packers in the last two few seasons. Don't don't be like Matt Nagy and abandon the run at the worst case scenario because Green Bay will do that same stuff, too, with an Aaron Jones in their backfield. 
So I'm just saying, I better see a balanced attack. And that was something that was a big critique of Matt Nagy, was when something's going well, he'll bail on it because he's a pass-happy coach. Even with David Montgomery looking better than ever this year, there were times I'm bailing on the guy. You know, I'm going for the passes. I'm going for the explosion, even when it wasn't necessary. That's an MO. And I hope that that's removed. I'm hoping that Luke Getzey comes over and says, you know what? This was dumb. We have David Montgomery. Dude's a churner back. Dude's that guy that'll carry you for two extra yards because that's just his style. If it's working, I'm doing it. And then I'm banging you with a deep shot 30 to 40 yards because you bit in with your front seven. That's the style I'm hoping we hit with, or just a hell of a lot of play action, huh. at least to get it comfortable. And then you do like RPO and everything in between, you know? Haven't we been saying this for quite some time? I feel like we say this. It feels, like feels like a whole season thing. I, I'm having a lot of stuff coming back to me right now. I'm having yeah, deja I need, vu. I, I, need, I might need a little bit of stability here. <laughs> Getting woozy. <laughs> I'm going to need an adult beverage here to get my feedback under me. Like, this is just... <laughs> it seems like we said the same thing. You have Montgomery, you have, you know, Justin Fields and Herbert. I'm going to die on this freaking hill because nobody agrees with me. Oh, you have okay. both of those guys in the backfield with Justin Fields, who I'm not still not big and high on, but we'll wait and see. But you have those three, so design runs for him. You have Montgomery and Herbert, who are threats, because Herbert proved once every I bring this up, who carried the load when Montgomery was hurt? He did. He got you 80 yeah. to 110 yards a game. Mm. And I think he'll look at and go, oh, my God, look at this. Look at the weapons we have in the backfield. I'm going to run the ball. And then that's going to yeah. open up a pass to other guys. It's going to take pressure off of Justin Fields where he doesn't have to have all the weight on his shoulders of trying to get this done. So they got that done. So hopefully he comes in to not be an idiot. And then they're talking to the Cleveland Browns offensive line coach, which is fantastic because he's rated one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL. Oh, look what they've done over there. And I mean, yeah, look at the that. Bears were the Bears were already at their best running anyway. Can you, can you imagine having someone that goes, you know what? This thing we're already the best that this is our best trait on this line, no matter what. It run pass pro is terrible. Let's do our let's do run run pro anything. We'll just enhance it a bit. You know, let me add a little more tweaks into a formula that was good, and I'll add on the stuff that was great in Cleveland with a similar backfield concept if yes. you execute it that way. I was going to say, they had two running backs they could go to at Cleveland. What's going to happen to the Bears? So him trying to talk to them, great. Like, now we're talking. Now we're cooking. Now you're going to try to get the staff. I don't believe he's call, got a defensive coordinator yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're switching to 4-3. So going back to the traditions, so it was kind of – I mean, I got used to 3-4, not going to lie, but, I mean, it's it's the Bears' way. 4-3's been their main setup for most of their history. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's kind of nice to go back to that. Although that does throw a few things awkwardly for the likes of, like, a Robert Quinn, Cleo Mack, because now you got to recalibrate how they operate, you know, because they're supposed to be – they're better suited for 3-4 defenses. That's That's their nature. Yeah, I think Robert Quinn could adapt to a defensive end more than Cleo Mack. But I think if they went up to Cleo Mack and just said, hey, you're going to be a defensive end, 
Once in a while, we might call what I call cloud coverage. We'll send you out in coverage once in a great while and blitz a backer off of you. Yeah. I think he would buy into that because if you look at it, he rushed a lot. He he did a lot of that. I think they could buy into that. Um, but they are getting older on defense. They're going to have to make some – the Bears still have decisions. Yes, we're getting the coaching staff figured out. We're getting all that figured out. But we still have uh, – Health issues on the defensive end. You know, our inside linemen were hurt all the time. Yep. Corners and safeties were getting banged up. Um, uh, who, uh, Roquan Smith, who did not get in the Pro Bowl, which was a sham. He was one of the best linebackers in the league. I don't get why they keep barring him, man. Like, I, what is the holdup anymore about giving him all pro and Pro Bowl nods? Like, what, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, the team was bad, but. He was what one of the top leading tacklers in the whole NFL. I don't get it. You know, every I know, like Darius Leonard was putting that old underdog mentality. It's like that's great. You have uh, now multiple Pro Bowl nods and uh, all pros. How about you start help? How about this guy start getting some recognition? The one that's even quieter than you. Yeah, you know that really has been showing that he should be an all pro. Although people knock him for pass pro, I'm like, this year wasn't that wasn't a problem. He was a good he was good at pass protection. You can argue that in 2020 itself not last year no he, he, he last year this past year he's been great yeah, what, he, what's the big hold up <laughs> yeah i mean you could talk about 2020 being a wash almost because of the COVID stuff mm-hmm. like you know, i mean you could call that a wash so then you got to make decisions there and then on offense good lord almighty you've got to make some decisions because <laughs> yeah that offensive line's got to get fixed you've got to go into free agency and see if there's some alignment out there that can come in and fix it uh, whatever in the draft, <laughs> do what? Non-patchwork guys, we gotta gotta keep that narrative straight. Don't don't give me one to two year deal, guys. Just, no, 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 no. Like, know. go find a guy that's coming on the end of his third or fourth con- year contract that has some years left, and just convince him to come on over. They've got to do it in the draft. Mm-hmm. Then they got to figure out the uh, wide receiver situation because I'm sure Allen Robinson's not coming back. He'll he'll take off. So there's some decisions he still has to make. And, yeah, we're getting the staff right. put together. But Well, I mean, you're going to have – so, like, here's for the Bears. Like, here's what you're going to be treading through as Ryan Poles. Um, you got, of course, Robinson, Hicks, Dalton, Graham, Effetti. They're all going to the free agent market. You know, guys like – so those guys, I'm like, okay, they probably are all moving on. You know, like, that's fine. Guys like, for example, like a Deshaun Gibson, like, you know, you got you to gotta pay our James Daniels, for example, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you're going to have to pay those two for sure. Um, what do you do, for example, like Artie Burns, Alec Ogletree, are they worth getting a contract? Because Ogletree, I think, made a solid argument most of the season that at least in run in run defense, we knew he was great. Pass defense, okay, shaky, but overall, I thought he was a great one-year deal, so... Do you make that option again? Artie Burns back half the season came on strong. Actually did a great job replacing Vildor, which makes you wonder why he wasn't in for Kendall Vildor in the first place. You know, these are some people you got to consider. And that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg here for your free agent pickups. I mean, there's other ones too that I think are going to lock down like Pat O'Donnell. He's not going anywhere. He shouldn't, you know, he's been, he's been getting better every year. So like that's easy, you know. Damian Williams, okay, he's out the door. Deion Bush, arguably out the door. Jason Peters, do I even have to mention it? You know, <laughs> the only other one I'd say that like is maybe I'm I'm sitting down and going, 
all right, we need to think about this a little harder, or two of them really, Patrick Scales and Jakeem Grant. There's like the only other two I'd be like, okay, let's think if we really need to get these guys locked down. Grant was a trade, so like that's a complete wash and toss-up. Scales, I mean, excellent. He's been a great replacement for Manley since he's been in, so that's you pay a long snapper or not, that's it, you know. But these are things you got to think about already. Plus, you're down a first-round pick next year. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't have a first-round pick because you traded everything for that guy that's playing quarterback. Where Correct. You maybe could have got Jimmy G and saved yourself some draft picks to get some linemen. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. here or there. And it's funny, it said their biggest need, the very first thing for Bears is offensive line. That's their first thing that they're saying. <laughs> like, that's what they need. It really should, though. Most <laughs> top... Like bottom two in sacks given up, I believe it was, or bottom two or three this season. Yeah. That's, like that's atrocious. The only worst offensive line I've seen, maybe, is the Bengals. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Like watching that the Bengals offensive line play is just god awful. But they gave up zero sacks to the Chiefs. Are you you uh are you saying the Bengals are what the twenty ten Bears could have been if Cutler doesn't go down in the NFC championship game? Yes. That that that's just that like paper line, but they have just enough explosiveness to outpace themselves. They have that and that Jay Cutler can get rid of the ball very, very quickly. That's fair. Because Joe Burrow does that. I, you have to think Joe Burrow, the moment the ball snaps, he goes, Man, I have one point five seconds where my head's taken off. I have to get rid of this ball as quickly as possible. But thank God I have Boyd Higgins and Chase out there because, damn, those guys have good hands. <laughs> I don't even know who I'm going to throw it to. I'm just going to throw it up and hopefully someone's out it. there. <laughs> they're most likely open because they're all that good. <laughs> yes, this Bengals team is like those Bears teams that the Bears had a better defense, I think, than the Bengals. <laughs> but yes, that, that offensive line that could be blown over by the wind. With Jay Cutler, that can throw the ball in one second to two seconds. But, yes, this offensive line needs to be revamped. And if it doesn't, and you have Jenkins. Jenkins has been injured. We we still got to see what he's made of. We That's a good point. We need a full training camp, you know? Yes. Because they threw, they threw him as like a desperation play slash, you know, injury issue for Peters, mm-hmm. you know? When Peters went down, they're like, okay, it's the end of the season. We're out. Like, let's just play him, get him time. But, I mean – we can argue it was kind of rough. Like he definitely needed to get up to speed and was not fully ready. And penalties were kind of rampant <laughs> for a bit. I mean, I was surprised so. he was back. I mean, a broken back surgery. Then it's like, Oh, the last three or four games of the year, we'll put him in. Yeah. That's, that's about all you can. That's all you can say. 
But that's why not? F it. Screw it. Throw him in. You know, guy's healthy. He needs the reps. Do it. Why not? Matt Nagy knew he was gone. Just do it. Who cares? Just Nike commercial. Eh, just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> hey, Matt, you want to you want to just run here? Maybe it'll save your job. Eh, just do it. You I'm notice? Fight it. I don't care anymore. You notice he doesn't have a job yet. Uh, maybe he's taking a year off. I mean that that that's a. If there's one thing that people know about Chicago's market, you're 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 one step below New Yorkers or or maybe a half a step below Philadelphians and how critical you are on your team. Yeah, we're assholes. I mean, the guy just basically had the guy was supposedly booed as his own son's football game, so <laughs> he might need to chill out for a season. He's got the money; he can he can take a year off. Well, it's going to take him a while to take down all the play call sheets he has up in his office on the wall. No, oh yes, while. yes, that's right. With Forgot about the draft sheets. Oh my god, it looked like <laughs> like the always sunny in Philadelphia episode where he has the maps lined up and the arrows drawn everywhere. That's what I it looked like. I know how we I know how we can get to the Super Bowl guy. <laughs> I've already solved the tight end and kicking problems. We're golden. <laughs> <laughs> what about the forty-year-old offensive line problems? No, that's not an issue. We we doesn't we've matter. <laughs> we've got doesn't a new kicker. We got a new kicker, and we got this. Then he gets a phone call. Hey, we're drafting Justin Fields. Well, all right, we're drafting Justin Fields. All right, <laughs> that's He's not my... ready though. <laughs> He's not... I don't want to start. I mean, him. to be fair, I mean to be fair, people argued that, and I still was arguing that too. So, like, but I mean, if we're thinking this way. He's still saying he's not ready. Dalton's ready. We're good. Dalton will save my job. <laughs> Jimmy G would save his job. Jimmy G might have. Hey, you know what? Jimmy G might have saved his job. But then again, that line also was kind of. Eh. The so Bears maybe he wouldn't have saved his job. The curse of the Bears. Jimmy G would have shown up about the fourth series in the game. Would have like torn his other ACL. Like something oh, sure. would have happened. Something would have happened course um excited for the gm hire the head coach i am indifferent about you know we just got exciting i mean it's exciting for a new guy but part of me is like it's not the sexy hire either i think well okay like if brian if brian dayball is that it yeah yeah i I, i've been saying it dabble and people like what are you talking about okay brian dayball land is on the headlines are you more excited at that point because that was my headline guy. That was the guy who's like, if they land him, I'm like chomping at the bit, looking like uh, that Anthony Adams meme that goes around <laughs> around Twitter. That would have been me. I would have been sitting there with my sport coat going like that if I saw him land as the head coach. Um, I think it would have, especially after that game with the Bills. Like They're like, look what he could do with Josh Allen and these players. He could do the same thing. I liked that hire. I did not like the Ryan Day talk. I'm like, keep him away because... Luckily, it wasn't serious. Like, it never got to that point. But it was reported so much, and this is why I have trust issues, because it gets reported so much, and I'm like, okay. And the reason why it was reported is because, well, look, he has Justin Fields on the team. He can do this. I mean, hey, you could be the Vikings where they're... I mean, or the Dolphins, Jim Harbaugh. There's two interviews now. Well, then I... It's getting serious. Well, before that happened, I was getting talked into the Jim Harbaugh to the Bears, and I took a lot of heat for that. I said, I don't mind that hire. That would have been my number two. 
like that was my number two behind behind Dayball. Yeah, people hated that, and I said, but look what he did with San Francisco. Like, yeah, the Michigan thing, yeah, but you got to think about college. Like, you're recruiting all the time. You're having to deal with keeping them out of the transfer portal now. You're dealing with parents. You're dealing with academics. You're dealing with a lot of interviews. You're dealing with a lot of this. You go to the NFL, you have guys doing that for you. Like, okay, mm-hmm. all I got to do is talk to the owner and GM to get free agents, and we just we don't have to recruit them. We just give them money, and they'll come. All right. And all you got to do is X's and O's? Okay. That's all I got to do. <laughs> because what are the, the Bears need a person to come in and just kind of – heal it a little bit like a guy that can kind of culture build and i think jim mm-hmm. harbaugh does that not saying matt eberflus isn't going to do it or he hasn't learned something but yes i got talked into jim harbaugh and what thursday he yeah thursday he's going to talk to the vikings the vikings are interviewing him in person yeah, or tomorrow flying him out yeah they're flying him out and then i believe miami is at some point scheduled there was one uh there's one outlet, like some betting website, that had heard that Miami locked him down, which I'm like, okay, that's a little – it's not like 100% concrete, so I'm not buying it, you know. Did, but, uh, did Adam I mean, Schefter report interest. it? Did Adam Schefter report no, that? No, he did not. He did not report it. <laughs> no. I have trust no, issues sir. with Adam Schefter now. <laughs> yeah, no. I actually – okay, it's, it's like my last bit. I saw you. I love me. I, as you may know, you, you, I think you are yourself. I love, I love meme culture and just mm-hmm. anything like that. And so I think one of my favorite discord servers, they posted, uh, posted a meme about the Schefter debacle, mm-hmm. I guess at the time debacle. Cause I mean, really it still came out to be true in the end. Um, it was like, um, it was like Squidward shrinking up and going, uh, when I have to get into a disinformation contest with Adam Schefter. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, they showed a scene from, like, showed Will Ferrell. I can't remember what movie it was. Him and Owen Wilson saying, like, Adam Schefter now. And he's showing him, like, they believed it or something like that. Like, <laughs> they believed it. Right. Of course. And then uh, Barstool good. has a lot of memes. Oh, oh, I, sure. I mean that. I think that's that's just half of Barstool anyway. It's just half of Barstool is just meme. It's just meme posting during any sporting event. Well, and how quickly? Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've watched Dave Portnoy today. He is very no. mad. He is very mad because Tom Brady didn't thank New England in his retirement thing he put on Instagram. Yeah, I. I've heard people say that too, and I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, they, I, he, if you really do need that much validation, like, he knows, you know, come on, he knows. So he was really mad. And then Dick Buckus tweeted something. And so Dave Portnoy retweeted saying, Is Dick Buckus fooling me or coming after me or like, you know, doing something to me? Within like two minutes, Barstow already had a picture put up of Dave Portnoy getting tackled by Dick Buckus. Like it was just like within two minutes, and I'm like, "What just happened?" They they do it right, man. Uh, at least in terms of memes, I'll give them credit. They do it right. That and everybody now knows the rules of the bite. It's like two things you can give Barstow off the top of that. One bite for pizza, and then of course the uh, you know meme culture. Although last I checked, Portnoy's not really a fan of Chicago style, so. 
that already kind of knocks me down a peg on that. Why is that? Because it seems like New York people or Boston people just don't oh, okay, like the okay. Chicago pizza. Well, it's because Chicago. Okay, so Chicago style, and I can't believe I'm even in this tangent here, but here we go. Chicago style, you know, at least my understanding of it. This is if you're a New Yorker and you're watching this, please feel free to drop a comment. I, I'm just telling you what I understand. It's not to, the, to some of the people. It is not a traditional pizza because of the way it's laid out. It's too thick. It's like a pie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the uh, oh my god the it's the John Stewart version. It's yeah. the, it's John Stewart ran on pizza pie like, or on Chicago style. It's a pie. It's big. It's a casserole. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had friends say it's a casserole, and then of course I'm saying you're wrong. Uh, but I mean. <laughs> I, I, I respect your dis- I respect what you say, but you're wrong. I <laughs> you know, yeah, that's the better way of putting it. I I shouldn't be that cruel, but <laughs> you know, that's the deal. Is like it's because it's too thick. You know, in my opinion, I, New York style, it's tight. You know, I, I get the crispiness. I get the I get the greasy taste that you like, but it, it doesn't beat beat the all crazy toppings and gooey cheese of a deep, good quality deep dish, my friend. Yeah, I mean. I've been to New York and had New York pizza, and they said it's the water and the dough. Right. Yes, exactly. The water. When it comes to the, the bagels and the pizza, yes. it's the water that makes the difference. The, I've heard that, too. The bagels in New York are really good, so I will give them mm. that. The pizza, that, That's fair. I, yeah. The pizza's good. It's just thin. Like you said, if I want a deep dish pizza, we're going to Chicago. Sure. You, you try Absolutely. To get, you try to get a deep dish in New York, you might as well just throw it in the trash or Boston. Mm-hmm. I'll come after Dave Portnoy. Don't be doing that. Don't do that. Like, just throw it in the trash. Go to Chicago and get a deep dish pizza. I've been I've been luckily blessed because Lou Malnati's moved three locations to Indianapolis recently. Ooh, you and go. and I know that's becoming like that. There's like that, and now a Giordano's in the city, and I believe on the south side you can find Uno's yeah. in Indianapolis. So like, I know those are the bigger names, but I'm still like you know what? Lumanati's is good stuff. So like, I ain't complaining. Like, yeah, there's probably some better small mom and pop, which there is. I love Joe Sosmos, by the way, up there. But, um, yeah, like Lumanati's is in town. I'm, I'm good. Indy needs good pizza places. Thank God. Chicago pizza places came to save the day for the most part. That's a smart move because they'll make a lot of money. (laughs) They, they, they will. They, they are popular right now. They are. So Although to, there's one good there's one good indie pizza place that I will say I'm not going to give any flack and I actually give them praise. Basbo's Pizza, great stuff in Broad Ripple. If you haven't been to Indy before, you got to go there. This isn't a sponsorship. This is just me telling you Basbo's is really good. That's I've, it. I've only been to Indy twice, and the last time was like 2014 to see Kobe play the Pacers. Okay, and that's it. Now I'm in the suburbs. You're surrounded by pizza. Right. There's like four Giordano's within a 10-mile radius. And then in Indy, you're surrounded by a chicken tenderloin or pork tenderloins. That's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with... Big, big sandwich that doesn't at all fit the bun. It looks almost like a joke sandwich yeah. online. And another restaurant we're surrounded by is Raising Cane's, which I compare Raising Cane's to the Bears' offensive line. I wish we had Raising Cane's in Indy because I, I love the stuff. It's in Ohio... And it's starting to be in northern Indiana. It's nowhere anywhere else in the state. What the hell is wrong with this state that you can't put one damn chicken shop in Indianapolis? Come on, Raising Cane. You're better off without it. What kind of place only sells chicken strips? Oh, but the sauce and the and the, the nice sides and the, the crispiness of the chicken. 
Steve, I have hey, a I podcast. Lo- I love it. I have a podcast episode you should listen to. Me and my friend just go on a rant about raising canes for forty-five minutes. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my pause on our debate so I can listen to the rant because I could go all night with this probably. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called. I can't remember what the episode's called. Me and my friend Brad Miller, who who visited, and we were driving around to find some place to eat, and we're driving down the street, and there's raising canes. So we looked up the menu, and we were like, "What kind of place just sells freaking just chicken strips?" (laughs) It's called Info Strip. I called it Info Strip. Oh, Hmm. episode one twenty three. I'll have to go look that back up. But yeah, that's uh that's a stick. Just chicken strips. Or you make a sandwich out of the chicken strips. Yeah, what how stupid. How <laughs> stupid of a restaurant can we have here? You take three chicken strips and put them on a piece of bread with some lead. Don't get me started. Like what kind of restaurant? Okay, okay. Are we okay well, I guess this is the one thing that this is all that matters really. Do you like the sauce? It was okay. Never had it, but I guess. Okay, so, so you're basically already net negative because if you aren't going to like the chicken, the sauce ain't saving it for you is what you're telling me. So, It looks like expired ranch on the website, so oh, this is why. Oh, what? <laughs> this is That's why. I'm done. I'm done talking to you about this. I have trust You've issues. I have trust issues. So when I look at stuff, like I am chef to ruin shit. So you see... I have trust issues when I look online. This is a great way to end it, branting about raising canes, which I haven't done in months. Months. But the future for the Bears looks okay. It's exciting. We'll see what happens. Net Uh, net positive, I'll give it for now. It's positive. It's better. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not dealing with Matt Nagy. But what's frustrating now is we got to give him like three years. That's going to be another frustrating. Of course. Of course. But if, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, we have a chance. If he stays, we're screwed. It's a risk you're willing to take, though. I'm, I'm ready to be hurt again, sadly. It's just that's that's the way of my life with this, with this yeah. fandom. I'm just, I'm just ready to be hurt at any time. Is that the Steve Carell? Like, I'm just ready to be hurt again? From the office, yes. is that what that is? I'm just ready to that's be heard exactly again. What I'm, just, I'm just ready to be heard again. Like that's all it is. Just hit the reset button. If it, if I get hurt again, I, I was expecting it all along. If I get surprised, but not just for a year. If I get a like consistent like surprise, like oh my god, we finally hit the jackpot, then we can go back to like crazy Zach who gets really pissed off when things don't go right. Like hyper fan Zach, not like numb sitting at the back going, "I knew this would happen," Zach, which is depressing as hell. But that's the reality I live in. Well, that's been the way as Bears fans for like a year and a half, where we're just sitting there like, yeah. Because in 2018, we were up there. We were like, oh, my God. I know. And I then, know. I was ready. I was embracing it. Went to 100-year anniversary in Ro- in Rosemont and was like, I'm ready. The hype is real. And it all just faded so quickly. So quickly died. I have a, I'm have going to end on this. We're going to end it on this. Okay. Because I appreciate okay. you being here. It's been an hour and a half, and I didn't mean to. <laughs> Good God, wow. I'm having so much fun. Time flies, right? I didn't even notice. I didn't mean to do that. What if Mitch Trubitsky goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oh, stop. <laughs> just, just stop right there. Okay, you know what? I Never mind. I'm, I'm being rude. And what? 
What's the and? Actually, a realistic thing is what if he goes to the Giants uh, with uh, the new head coach? Okay. Dabble. And so, so in this so in this scenario, he beats out Daniel Jones. Yes, and what if they make the playoffs with every team he joins? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> dude that that would be under that would be the insanity complex, right? Like that that's where I lose my mind. You know, is if I have to sit there after those four years of arguing with people is he good or not is he is he the guy or not and then he goes with brian dabble of all people who seemed like the hot shot guy and just smokes people in the east somehow i mean gets to the point where it's like he's either either the team's a high wild card or they get like a top three seed in the nfc with the giants i just wanted to throw that out there someone said that i saw a picture of them talking about him going to the giants well, I mean, Nagy or Trubisky said it best when he left. It's a one-year stop. Supposedly, this year is a place he's going to go to compete. So, if it's New York, I mean, that's what they need. If you want, like, that's where they're at right now. They need somebody that's a push for the starting spot type of guy in training camp. It's not impossible, and now you're scaring me. I'm not saying that they're going to run the table with them, but like. Now you're scaring me. You're going to be in a Giants jersey by the end of the year if Trubisky. No, I'm not. I have a friend of mine that left the Detroit Lions fandom for the Rams because of Stafford credit, credit. But I will. I am not a franchise jumper. I cannot do the bandwagon jumping. It's my. It's my final straw. If I do that, I have given up my principles of living. You're going to send me a message at like 2 or 3 a.m. Steve, I can't stop thinking about this Trubisky thing going to the Giants. See, I'm, I planted the seed. Steve, I missed Mitch all along. <laughs> See, it wasn't Mitch's fault. It was Matt Nagy's fault. See? Or he'll go to the Bucks with Bruce Arians and just roll. Because that 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 division sucks. Dude, Matt, Maggie, Nagy or, the Nagy or Mitch argument is the is the <laughs> is the antonym of what the Belichick Brady argument is? <laughs> Whose fault was it really? Instead of who really pulled their <laughs> see, that's what we need. We need to have this now that Nagy is gone. We can see was it Nagy's fault if the Bears don't do well? Then if Mitch Trubisky goes somewhere else, we can say was it Nagy's fault that Mitch Trubisky wasn't at his top potential. Mm. Even though the mm, Giants, you know, the Giants are one of the worst teams I've ever seen. But I'm just saying it could happen. My sanity. Or he'll go to the Saints and get killed because they they're gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, talk, yeah, Jesus Christ. Talk about that. Being seventy eight million dollars over the cap. Yep, seventy million dollars over your longtime coach has left because he's just ready to step aside, quote unquote. Which to me, in between the lines, is this situation's getting screwed. I'm out. <laughs> That's how I read it. I'm not doing a rebuild again. I'm gone. <laughs> he is out of there. Yeah. He's gonna wait a year for some big time job and just go. Like Mike McCarthy, take a year off, find a high profile spot you can just plug and play. Oh, that there was another thing Barstool put up. They said Mike McCarthy's been fired a year and two days from now. And then another picture after that. Sean Payton is hired a year and two days from now. 
Because that's oh, who Jerry God. Jones wants. Oh, sure. Sure he does. Sure. Sure he does. Well, thanks for coming on. I want you to think about the Mitch Trubisky thing to the Giants. And, we'll revisit and, it. If and, it happens, we're going to have a great show when it happens. He's going to go 10-6 and six and make the playoffs. No. <laughs> or 10-7-7, and, seven and seven, whatever it is now. Just finish like nine and eight, but just miss it. I'll feel happy for you, but I won't be like <laughs> mad happy. <laughs> I'm not going to be the guy with the face with the happy face over his actual angry tears face. <laughs> We're not playing that card. Or he'll go to the Bucks and make it to the NFC Championship game. That's it. I'm cut. I'm cutting it now. <laughs> Getting out. <laughs> I'm bailing out while I have a chance. Well, thanks for coming back on real quick. Tell people whatever podcast they can go listen. Of course, belly up. Go to belly up. Go check out the Burns yes, radio station, which I'm the horrible person that didn't sign up for it. So whatever. And just don't say it's okay. It's okay. You 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 got time to re get recoup and uh, come come late March. We'll we'll chat again. Okay, that's when we're reopening it. But for the time being, we do have a a nice plethora of 16 different shows on Burns Radio. Uh, which is a the new revamp of what Unhinged Radio was for Belly Up Sports. Uh, essentially, if you liked a lot of the personalities from Unhinged Radio, you're going to like a lot of them, if not all of them, in Burns. We are trying to make this much more of a fluid radio station. It is one that I am helping to start up, and I am taking a lot of pride in trying to run it. Uh, it's in its first day as of today. So... Still working some kinks out. I am learning. Even as I am talking to you, I'm getting people that are like, um, there's this and that. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> it needs to be fixed. I now notice this. Thanks. So there's that. You know. Otherwise, uh, USFL podcast, check that out, if, especially if you're interested in the USFL. Inside the Walls, if you want to hear my talk on indoor and arena football. And then Gridiron Gallery, whenever the hell I get back into throwing a show up. Because Jesus Christ, it has been way too long. And I will eventually put something up to explain what the hell's going on with that show. So don't worry. I got stuff for you. I'm somewhere in the ether. If you need help with Gridiron Gallery to get it started, you let me know. I will. You let me know. I, I have stuff. It's just that I've been busy and it has been killing me for things like that. That's all I'm going to leave on. But yeah, check me out on some place on those shows. And just check out Burns Radio. Like, seriously, we're building a video and media empire we're trying to get that going you should totally check it out though we are what they aren't that's what belly up says and that's what i say too because it's true we, we are what they aren't and we'll enjoy mitch trubitsky later on in the year all right <laughs> and jay cutler anyway all right wait no i shouldn't be gagging anymore <laughs> all right thanks for coming on thanks anybody who listens and watched check out all that stuff check out belly up check out all that it's all there Check out all the affiliates in the description below, all the sponsors I have. Do all that. Thank you guys so much. This is Coach Steve. This is Zach Kyleman, who was on ESPN Radio. He's way up here now. And we'll see you guys next time. Gotcha.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 